0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: And we're back on Steelers. touch down under. I don't know why I'm doing this big down under now, but anyway, it is what it is. Right, it, gets, D- it gets
2: better, better every week because we're getting so excited. And I just have to say, you know, we something may have been said in the first part, but It's fine. Uh, that's part of our slang and culture. And I'm pretty I'm pretty lucky we've only said it twice, I believe, in one year. So we'll call that we'll call it Yes, we've called we'll call those incomplete passes. So we're probably like,
1: you know But I said crap last time. Crap, it depends on what the definition of is whether that's a swear word
2: or not. I do say that I do say the S word quite a bit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We've got to go back to kindergarten. We've got to fold our arms and you know head up straight and like, okay, ready for Steelers talk. (laughs) That's it. Well, we got to bring up. We had a live chat to close out
1: uh part one of the show. And Rhino Tool brings up and says, "You guys always go above and beyond for the listeners. Thank you." That's awesome. I know we sometimes get a bit general talking as well, but that's what this show's about. It's a Saturday evening, you know, you want a, b- a bit more relaxed, we come with a different take on it. You know, we've got that real weekend vibe for us when it, by the time it comes on Sunday, uh, you know, for our time, everyone knows, you know, getting them, you know, black and gold DeLorean and we come to you live from the future. So thank you, Ryan O'Toole. You're a, you're always, a, you know, we definitely know you're a beloved member of the BTSC family, as is everyone that's, you know, listening live on the audio side or watching live right now with us, spending their Saturday evening with us. Uh, but we know how much you appreciate the show and, and we love bringing it, you know, to,
2: to fam- BTSC family members like you each week. It's because it's if we don't, we lose our job, Ryan. We, you know, we if we don't perform and be really funny or like nowhere his knowledge like Maddie does, then we're out. <laughs> every, every, every week we get graded by bad and you know, F, D, and A, you know, you know we, otherwise we're Gonskis. Nah, yeah. we, no, we, we really are. Weeks it. ago, it's-
1: I got compared to Randy Feetner, and that
2: really made me <laughs> <up your> game. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, uh, no, no, we. we we really enjoy it, Ryan and, and BDSA. This is a lot of fun for us to get the the Steeler passion off our chest. So it's good.
1: Yeah, that's it. <sighs>
2: well, it's time it kind of stays on the chest, but anyway, we're not going
1: to go there. Um, all right. So before we crack into my sort of players to look out for, my, we did, the Steels have announced in the last couple of hours Hall of Fame class um, – not Hall of Fame, um, the Hall of Honor class – I'm going to read out the names and then I'm keen to get your opinion on them, but you've got linebacker, you know, John Colb. You've got wide receiver, Lewis Lips. You've got Carnell Lake, safety, offensive lineman, Tunch Icon. I think out of all these names, you, like from all the time that we've always had a chat around it, it's always been Tunch Icon that you like to talk about. So what are your thoughts on Tunch Icon making this, particularly given, you know, he's now stepped out of, you know, the commentary, you know, given the, you know, his illness? Um just, just before I do, uh Chad Yeah, up actually wait, Cobb <laughs> was a tackle. I thought Cobb was a tackle, yeah. wasn't Linebacker.
2: He was he a tackle, was, yeah. He was a tackle because well, he was a I'm tackle and protected
1: Jerry Terry Bradshaw and his Oklahoma State Cowboy, wasn't he? As, oh as,
2: idiot. Chad says here if we don't perform, we get put on waivers. So you know, we could be traded to someone. They they might trade us to the Bengals if we don't, you know, know our stuff. Um, but yeah, look, I We've touched it. So, Can you so, imagine like,
1: Mark on the Bengals podcast?
2: Oh. <laughs> I just I'd sit backwards. I wouldn't even talk. I just like can't even. I don't even well, start. It's just me like their are line; they don't block. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah. With with regards to Tunch, like for me as a, as a fan watching the Steelers growing up, um, the disconnect is there. I didn't really see him as a player. However, he was one of the first voices that I heard on the Steelers Nation app. Uh, you put it on your phone. Or even on the websites uh, or so back in the day, and you you listen to the radio. Uh, I know some of my fans on the Steels National like Australia even have they listen to the radio before they watch games. So um he definitely is a is a is a a guy you you I see as a radio guy and a really part of the Steals. I know that he was a football player, but you know, who, who's the other guy? Wolfley. Uh Tunch and Wolfley are the two blokes that always will call on the games, always part of the training camp. So Good to see him in there, and especially what he's going through must be really tough. Um, and now we won't really see him in the public eye anymore, which which kind of sucks as well. Um, but I thought there would have been some more younger players in there, like like talks of like James Harris and all guys like that. But they went with a lot of the older, older crew, and um, I think it was Lewis Lips was the receiver, another guy yeah. I didn't know too much, too much about, but I know a lot yeah. of skill fans too.
1: Well, Lewis Lips is a hard one for us as well because, like you know when you look at like the age that we are and you go back, you can pull up a lot of the the, the the early 1970s games and some of the Super Bowl run games and what have you as part of like your game pass, but you can't pull up necessarily all the games all the time. And I think it's just like the names that you hear a lot, you know, and what have you. So it's sort of, it's a hard one to just sort of, you know, look at there, but I agree with you. Like I think Tunch is going to be really, really missed. It's interesting about the young players, as you said, I wonder if we start getting to the stage where they, Classified like pre 1980 and post 1980, or whether they or 1990 or whatever. Maybe they even do it 2002 and onwards. You know where you've got the ch- you know when we brought you know in the the different teams and you know you, you shook up the conference and and the division and what have you. So, uh but look, I think it's good that there's guys being recognised. I think what we're seeing even with the Hall of Fame class that we've got is recognition of the Steelers' rich history and. There's guys from the last fifteen to twenty years. They got plenty of time to make it. The guys that are in, you know, the seventies and the eighties and the and the nineties. Exa- you know, yeah, I agree. You know, you've if got you to rec- recognise them why they're around. You know,
2: I was just going to say that it does sound bad, but you do need to recognise their achievements why they are still living, and you can you can celebrate that because nothing better. I can think nothing better than being a player for this organisation that we that we love, and you're getting into the hall of fame. They would must feel. Such excitement to be to be that player around by their family and friends. And we know that this Steeler team is different to the NFL. Uh the other 30 teams. And I don't count the Bengals because they suck. Um, but it's just it's just different. It's just different to the things that we do, and we've talked about with our passion. Like we walk around the Australia and we talk to our, our Steeler fans, and um, it just holds something different. That's why it does I do feel a little bit bad. I can't be there this year. I was hoping to go last year, everything yeah. happened. But Honestly, if whatever the turnout is, there will be 70% Steeler fans, no matter what.
1: I'll tell you, Mark, I'll tell you, things come in swings and roundabouts, right? You miss out on this rich experience. Could a Super Bowl be cooking at some point that we're going to be able to go to? Could a Super Bowl be cooking? But I'd love to go to one of those games. <laughs> that's it. That's it. All right, so I might crack into the first player because I am keen to get to some really solid audience Q&A. We're going to see if we can crack through these. Uh, the first player on my list, we talked about him, I think it was two weeks ago, but he's Miles Killebrew, you know, with, with Terrell Austin, you know, from the D- Detroit Lions. So he's had five years in the league. You know, he's, you know, had some injuries at points as well. He's someone that's really struggled between this shift between safety and linebacker and what have you. And at least was listening to the back to the curtain call, and you, you hear from Jeffrey Benedict a, a bit about Miles Killabrew, and you know what could he do? What could he you know, what could he actually turn out to be in the right system? You know, is he a uh, really jumps in on certain plays and certain schematics, but he's not at regular or what have you? I think he's someone that's incredibly versatile. He's a great special teamer um, by by all accounts. I'm interested to see because this is the sort of game where you can start to see him work. But by the sounds of it, we're going to be misguided if we put him in that linebacker position and he more needs to you know, be a strong safety um, and, and step in there. And I think it's good because it means that we can either keep Edmonds fresh or we can keep Edmonds, Edmonds on his toes. So I'm just kind of interested to see because when he, when he got a bit more game time and he played... 32 percent of the snaps for Detroit, which is the most he's played in 2014. I think was no 2017. He had five pass deflections, one forced fumble. Um, He even got it returned one of the an interception for a touchdown. You know, he had a good number of tackles, quarterback hits, what have you. So this is the thing: he's never played more than that percentage. So it's very hard to make a judgment on him because he's not had a. Op- the opportunity to actually perform. And I think that's why Austin wanted to bring him into the Steelers. So Miles Killebrew is someone that I think can use this hall of fame game and really build going forward. Uh, so, you know, that's what I'm excited about with Miles Killebrew potentially for this game. But I don't know, Mark, what do you have any thoughts on Killebrew?
2: I know you love the name. Um, <laughs> I do. I do love the name and I wish Dangerfield could be, you know, two of those blokes who both together Um, I don't know too much about him from the Lions, to be honest. I didn't watch too much of Lion football the last few years. I used to watch a lot of the NFL football, but the last, say, four or five years, it's all Steelers. Um Will Will Kilbury start at safety? Does it even matter if he starts, or are you just looking for those competitive reps and to see what he can do on the on the field? Yeah, that's like,
1: the thing. It doesn't matter whether he starts or not. Like I can see him playing a fair amount of the game. Um, you know they don't want to completely play um Edmonds there, so you know you know in, in such an early game and in the preseason, so I, I'm just interested to see what he's going to do. I just want to actually see him he, on the field doing things.
2: He's a pretty hard tackler, isn't he? I did see some. Yeah, highlights. he's good tackler.
1: He's really solid um, tackler.
2: Yeah, and what about? Do you know anything about coverage wise? Is he, is he very good in coverage? Is is he that kind of player where he can break up passes? Is he is he physical? Is he you know is he physical enough to take? Yeah, on I the, think the so. Players?
1: Yeah, I think so. My my thing for him is, and I have I got to, I got a caveat it with. I've seen limited stuff from him, but my big thing with him is that when I looked at some of the a little bit of tape, and when I looked at his the metrics on you know his plays and what have you. He's a bit like the the Benny Snell sort of notion. He needs plays to get adjusted to the game, and because there's so many seasons where he's played limited amount, it's hard to adjust. So like you got to think like if you're playing regularly, you get the feel for something. Like it's whether like take if you, you play golf or you you know you shoot hoops around the backyard, whatever whatever it is. You know, even like for us locally, you know, people cricket, tennis, the same thing. When you haven't played in a while, you've got that rust or, you know, when you are not familiar and you go into a game or more competitive scenarios. So the thing is you've got, to give some, you've got to give a bit of leeway there. Like they've actually, they can't just come in off, you know, one snap after not playing three or four games or like five games and then you expect them to do, you know, play lights out. It doesn't work like that. You've got to get into the rhythm. So yeah. that's where I think it's exciting from that perspective with him. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what, what role they've got for him. Uh, but, but the second player on my list was cornerback that we got, um, undrafted in, you know, this season. And we apparently paid him the most amount of, you know, bonus that we've ever played an undrafted, uh, player. And that's in Shakur Brown, the cornerback out of Michigan state. Um, I'm really keen to see what he can do in this team. He's pretty versatile. Uh, he's coming off a five interception season, you know, what can he do because there's opportunities for him he's about five foot 11 190 pounds you know he's got good good weight and good size there you know for a cornerback so this is the sort of game that Shakur brown you know can really build off you know in, in this preseason and really earn his spot on the roster because I think if we leave him on that practice squad I think he will be taken by another team so I want to see Shakur brown step up
2: Got a got a question for you, Maddie. If these two players do not excel in the first game, are they a, are they a lost uh, lost cause? They, for instance, they, they don't ex- they don't excel at all, um, Shakira Brown goes backwards, gets beat on coverage, uh, Kilabrew isn't in the right spot. Are they are they a lost cause, or can they can they build on that into into the other preseason games? And you're on mute, Maddie. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I knocked over I knocked over my <laughs> bottle of water. Uh yeah, the good one. Good one there. Uh well done, Matt. Uh <laughs> <laughs> dropped it there. That was an that was an Eric
2: Ebron. Yeah. Uh, so what do you reckon? but, yeah, but they, I think if they struggle, is that it for them? Or is can they improve the next three games?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think you can judge people off that one game. Like the Steelers aren't going to make huge amount, you know, amount of cuts. But if this was that fourth game in the preseason, yeah, then that's going to be a problem. So as as I was saying before, and Clarence Washington said it in the live chat, literally right now, it's build and learn. You know, build and learn. So that's what I want to see from it. So we've got Austria in the house, not Australia. Austria, <laughs> they come before us now. <laughs> the, that's well, awesome. Them in the uh, alphabet of the countries. But uh, I think that yeah. they're below
2: us, aren't they? This goes Australia. They're below Australia. us because of the A versus the I. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. like in the geography standings. No, that's New Zealand. I'm joking. Right, carry what? on. That was a you wor- got your th- world mixed up. Mate. uh Don't worry. That was the worst. Actually, I ever ah, said. Remember,
1: we talked about this that the poles swap with the magnets <laughs> and whatever. And now we're actually, we're not under, we're on top. And everyone goes, wow, that's too crazy. um I love your yeet cannons, huh?
2: What's a yeet cannon? No, I, no idea. Well, we've got Austria, England, America, Australia. We've got the whole world talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Don't don't we have German listeners on the audio side? I think you said to me, you yeah, found I think Reddit so. Yeah. we've got German yeah. listeners.
2: There's some blokes over there. Uh, I I can't remember what their names are, but they're they're good fellows who run a page and have a good time. Oh, this is this is like it's universal. It's every, Steelers are everywhere, and that's why we love it.
1: Australia's beat Germany in the basketball in the Olympics last night. We beat America before the tournament, you know. <laughs> <where it> began <laughs> Dude, I got money on Australia's to get a to get a medal for the first time ever. Anyway, let's move on. More Steelers. So the third player. I know I've got a fourth, but and then we can get into some Q and A. So load up all your questions, but we're actually going to ask a question of you live chat to kick it off. Zach, the third player, Mark is Zach Gentry. I know we had a lot of jokes about him a couple of weeks ago and then Mark and I went and found the one play that he caught the football and, you know, off Devlin Duck Hodges and it wasn't that bad. But apparently he's had a good camp. Apparently he's put on some size. Apparently he's looking, um, you know, I sound like the apparently kid. Do you remember that from a few years ago? (laughs) (laughs) I love that kid. He's so funny. He's so funny. That's mad. Anyway, um, but apparently, apparently. Apparently, I like to watch the Powerball. Anyway, uh, there's a bit of an American accent for you. Anyway, um, the Apparently Kid. Well, that's that's his new nickname now, I think, Zach Gentry. On this well, show, we're going to call him the Apparently Kid. He's apparently, only called, he's had a good camp. Apparently, he's going to do stuff. I'm excited to see what he can do.
2: He's caught one catch so far in the NFL. He's heading into his uh, is it third or fourth year. This is the time with the training camp. And like you said at the very start, these four preseason games mean a lot to these blokes. It might not mean a lot to Ebron and the Frymouth. Well, Frymouth oh, will get reps, right? He needs to have some reps with the Steeler team. But Zach Gentrys and guys like that. And I know another uh, tight end got hurt the other day, and we brought one in. Uh, I think it was uh, uh, Raymond or whatever his name is. So he's gone, but someone else is in. But for Gentry, if he can, um, you know, do some key blocks and have some really good chance to to move this football then he's another contention to say, Hey coaches, I can play some Pittsburgh steel football, put me in coach, give me a shot, give me a chance. And that's why like I never used to watch the preseason. Like when I, have like I used to watch it, but I didn't really appreciate what it really Mm. means. Um, This season more than ever, I can't wait to see these young folks play. And, but he can be this similar kind of guy as well, Maddie, and you might agree to this, if he does all these fantastic things but he just doesn't fit this the the Steelers scheme and not really part of it and maybe he's more used just as a body for camp or for training for the pre-season games and then he gets cut. Uh that can I mean, happen the too. thing is,
1: is that like some players take three to four seasons to adjust, to put on weight. He's not like he's going to be a fight for his talents, you know, you know, from other teams anyway. So he's six foot eight, allow him to get heavier, get bigger. You know, he was a quarterback too, you know, and I know it was at the high school level, but Michigan picked him up, right? So, like, that's the other thing about Freemuth is at least he understands routes. He understands, you know, the timing to a degree. You know, maybe he does come on finally. Like, I was excited when they drafted him and then, like, it just, did not not really work because he's actually fairly quick. He's pretty quick too. He's not the quickest, but he's got some pace on him. And with that high, like, you know, imagine him in the red zone. But that actually brings up, because there's a lot of discussion in the live chat, that brings up my fourth player, my final player of this to look out for. And he may not play a lot this, this Hall of Fame game, but he will play a lot this preseason. And that is Pat Freemuth. I've been high on Pat Freemuth. You can go back and listen to War Room, like before the draft, when I was doing my draft previews, he was, the you know, I think it was mid through those. So I think if you go back to early April, late March, I, I covered that on, on Steelers War Room, the Wednesday show. And I had money on the Steelers drafting free Muth. <laughs> he's, you know, bought me a jersey basically, you know, with his money. And he's a guy that is said three. Now here's a guy. Anyway, he's had like, he comes off three seasons in college, Uh, And when he's played more than 12 games, he's had more than seven touchdowns. You know, you know, and the whole chat during the week was once they get to pads, can he block? Apparently he's done all right there. I mean, it's so good. And I'm with everybody else, you know, that thinks it. I definitely think that Pat free move, all things being equal, continues to develop, progress, doesn't suffer major injuries. He could be our best ever tight end by the end of his career. He's got the pedigree and he's got the potential. Now he needs, the performance, and I think that that starts this coming. You know, not this weekend that we're in right now, but next weekend in that in that Hall of
2: Fame game. Maddie, will uh, would we'll, if Gentry makes it, and we have the three tight ends, will they be used all on the same play? Do we ever do we ever use the three tight ends or a do triple we triple ever... tight ends. Can, can you get that? Is, is that in my head going crazy?
1: Well, you can. You'll be able. It depends if like Ebron lines up at a wide receiver position, but I. <laughs> I don't know why you like. For oh, who knows purposes? with the Matt Canada offense that everyone keeps going? <laughs> What's going to happen? Who knows? You get a three quarterbacks on the field. Who knows?
2: <laughs> uh, well, if they can all block and they can block for the for Najee, uh, I know you bring in sometimes you bring in an O line guy for the tight end. So sometimes, but if
1: you've got Freemuth and Gentry on the field, I don't think you're. Exp- I don't know why you you wouldn't put Ebron on there because, like, he's not going to be able to set you know not necessarily set the edge but he's not gonna be able to block
2: that's I, like yeah, as
1: well for Najee like so I don't know you probably no I don't see it'd be different if you had like a um Miko Pruitt or a um Matt Spate or someone like that.
2: Yeah but even with the two tight ends with gentry you said six foot eight and then look Talon aside wise he's a massive unit so if he can be a really good blocker then you've got those two guys on the edge that can that can push the, the pile forward. Um, for Najee, so it'd be interesting to see what they do with that third tight end spot. They generally do run a third tight end, don't they? They bring they 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 have them on the practice squad or they have them yeah. lingering around. So yeah. another another important position for Gentry uh, and for your your, your mate uh, Fryer move to. Look, there's a lot of pressure on. I think Fryer move too. If he doesn't if he doesn't do anything, then a lot of fans and then um, skeptics will say, well, why did we draft him number two? So the back of his mind, I think he needs to excel too because, like you said. Depending where you're on the draft, um, you either forgotten about or you put like a lot of pressure on yourself.
1: Well, he has a twenty-nine point five vertical
2: and he's six foot eight. Like who's gentry. Yeah. It, that's tall, eh? That's like that's like a double house, man. That's huge. And he runs a
1: 40 yard like a he ran a four four nine. Like but that's not too bad. And he wouldn't necessarily be getting the same level of, you know, technique training. Um, that he gets at the NFL level. So yeah, he's uh he's gonna be an interesting one. All right. Well, that wraps up all the players that I'm looking out for, you know, over this hall of fame game in the next week from there. Now to kick off, we're gonna ask a question back to the live chat this week. We want you to throw in it's very uh, Scobro show style to the nearest million, right? And after the show, I'm gonna go back and pull this up because I'm gonna focus a little bit on this on War Room this week. But we're expecting a TJ Watt deal potentially, you know, in the next in the forthcoming period. Basically, we want to know in the live chat to the nearest million, everyone now, listen, you know, you know, watching us live. What is TJ? Don't, doesn't matter about the years because you know it could be six, could be five, could be seven, whatever it is. But to the nearest million, what is going to be the total value of TJ Watt's deal? Now, just to give you a bit of, just to give you a bit of thinking. Bosa signed a 135 million dollar deal, you know, a couple of years back. K- K- Khalil Mack is on a 141 million dollar deal. Aaron Aaron Donald's on a 135. Miles Garrett's on a 125. So they're sort of guys that have signed it recently. But to the nearest million, what is TJ Watt
2: going to be signed for? It's not, it's not bad. It's not bad coin, is it? 145 million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think I wouldn't even know where to start to to, to begin to spend that money, let alone not per
1: year. No, in, not per year, Sean. I'm talking about the total value of the contract. So BMW Benji says 150 million. Sean Manahan, 160. Is that over five years? Is that over five years? Oh, it doesn't matter what whether do I want to predict the years, but I, I mean I personally think it would be about six. I'd prefer to sign him for seven and then spread this spread the um the bonus, but I just want to know what you think the total value of the contract is going to be. Michael O'Malley agrees with Sean at 160. Man, that's great. 145. Whoa. 115 from Ian Marcus. I could say that 115 on a four year deal, or if there's a guaranteed over 80 million. Um, I assume what's probably the same age in his brother, George Teston, 170. Michael O'Malley, 135. Interesting. Yeah, it's a fair call, the Steelers won't break the bank. But this is the thing. I think they're gonna like I could see them going heavy guaranteed. So I think if you look at Bosa's contract, he had a hundred he had 78 million of the 135 guaranteed. Like if I'm TJ and they offer me 130, but there's like 85 or 90 guaranteed, I think I'd take that over like the 150. Um, yeah, I'd just take the guarantee, you know, you want guaranteed money there. Um you know what people are saying. They don't do it for people having than quarterbacks. But we've got to remember that the Steelers at some point in the next three years are likely to be bringing in a quarterback on their rookie deal so they can afford to make these savings. And the salary cap, like it's going to be – I think at the moment they're saying the ceiling will be $206.2 I think they've put the number out next year, and it technically could be higher. Like we got to think in three or four years' time, that salary cap with the new TV deals – I think at some point they're going to address an 18th game. You know, you could be talking about a salary cap of 230 240 Suddenly, like an average of $40 million a year isn't that much. And that's why Kansas City signed Mahomes to the contract they did. Um,
2: but look, I, wonder, I, think, I wonder what he buys first. Like, you know, what does he not own that he needs $170 million? I hope he buys the Manly Seagulls, Mark. Oh. <laughs> 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 That'd be the best. Surely he no, buy a really. jet.
1: Surely, surely throws him with what, uh-huh. like the other Watts and they buy actually, you know what? Derek should buy TJ a jet to say thank you for getting me a decent contract. That's what should happen. You should buy his brother a, you know, but it, I think this makes TJ the front runner to be the to be the favorite uncle of Derek's kid now. Like JJ's yeah. out with this one.
2: He just seems like a normal dude, though. He seems like a normal bloke that, you know, money's money. At the end of the day, it's it's awesome to have it. You know, it's great. But uh, I can still see him, you know, rocking shorts and, and running around and, and still playing hard for the, the Steelers. A lot of those guys sign the big contracts and like, they tend to fade away. But I think that uh, what's got that Polo Amalu mentality of, like, football is is his life and it's uh it's his passion. And that's what's good to see. So, like I don't t- get involved in too much with the contracts. I know you do a lot, and it's it's great, and you can figure it all out. But as uh, long as he keeps, in, you know, keeps showing his uh, mentality on the field, then hey, he's he's work he's worked for it, hasn't he? I think he wants the legacy, though. I mean, you think about it; he's half a sack away from
1: fifty sacks off, like what, like five yeah. seasons, right? Like, you know, he can go down in like he, he like at the moment. He's probably already a Steelers Hall of Honor player, right? Particularly if they're done more in the playoffs. You know, you, you think about where he's going to be, you know, in the next five years, and the, and that's and as as we talked about a couple of times with TJ, every year he's gotten better statistically across the board. You know, and I talked about Warren this week, the role of edge rushers in the Steelers' fifty-six sacks uh, last year, two hundred and thirteen pressures, eighty quarterback knockdowns, and TJ is accounting for like a, a, over a quarter of you know of, of what these these numbers are. That's massive impact. Um, but I think, in terms of moving on from, from this question, I think Sean Manahan uh, brings up what do you guys think the salary cap will be like next year? Look, it is set at that 206.2 million that I just said earlier. I could see it going up to 208, but I think they're going to be really careful um, about overstepping it this year and letting it jump more the following year. Equally, you know, this Delta strain is ripping through most developed countries at the moment. So whether we've got fans in full full capacity, fans in the stands, every game in the NFL is going to be a, a hard one to judge. But I'll tell you what, they're raking us over the hot coals internationally in terms of the, the cost of game pass. So they're, the league's revenue won't, won't be too dipped. Like the NFL never makes a loss. Um, but I think they're going to have to start, you know, Going back to extending that cap, but it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, but I think Max you're gonna see is 208.
2: Oh, we've we've got one here from behind the still curtain. I think. Oh, geez. Maddie. I've had two little mini American
1: <laughs> accents. So <laughs> Marky D. <laughs> Rack off as we said a couple of weeks uh, ago. Oh, it's so fun. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Hijacked the live chat. It's Sneaky use to the live chat, you know what that is. That's a Bill Belichick uh, spy gate or a oh, gate, God, That is no way, yeah. That's You're what joking. that is. You stoop to that nah. low, mate. You stoop nah. to that
2: low. It's it look, it's I'm a good guy, I'm like Mike Tomlin, but putting the leg out for the Ravens. <laughs> that's that's what I would be. Not not Bill Belichick, you know. <laughs> But Mike, he wasn't in the way. He was just he was stretching his leg. He I sneakily love that. He was a deaf. Yeah, I know. Guy. And I like <laughs> how as, as, as Steelers fans, we just forget about that. We don't even get – we just don't bring it up. <clears throat> it's just like
1: you – know. 100%. 100%. It's like – but it's like the whole – I mean, and I think he was justified in doing it, and he's been brought up by BMW Benji. But, like, you know, it's like when Juju did that standover block. Remember when he smacked Bertha? Yeah, like that was just just cool. Absolutely, oh. like – this is the thing, like, we all talk about Juju and, like, and he's looking big. Like, he looked big last year. He's looking real big this year in some of those training camp photos. But, like, we talk about, like, you know, Juju and the TikToks and all the rest of it. But, like, don't forget Juju's physical player, man. Like, that block, like, for me was, like, Steelers folklore. You know, I love that. Yeah,
2: I've, I've got to. I got to get back. I was, you know, harping on Juju a bit with all the TikToks. I yeah, think. you've
1: been pretty. I, you when know, I listen I back to I know, our shows, I you're all pretty on Juju,
2: man. I know. I got. I got to stop. He is he, a good football player. I just think he has a bit of a kid mentality sometimes. But don't we all? I know I do. But uh, he is but a kid. Is,
1: this is the thing. He's one of the like. Yeah. he's
2: younger than Deontay Johnson. I'm pretty sure it is. I, I'm just look. Yeah, I just I do like to see him be very passionate. Um, but. You know, I've like, okay, I've got one thing for you, mate. This kind of just came to my mind just then. Yeah, no,
1: good. Because you know I think we're up with all our life. Well, life, you know how, like, things.
2: the I've, I've got this fear or if on the, the Steelers and the NFL, right? For both the offense and the defense, I've got a fear that when a player catches the ball now, they celebrate too early and then they, they would run the opposite direction into that fan cam. I can see players doing that this year on offense and defense. They fall over, they make a big play, and they run the other way. On defense, they might do that. And on offense, they might put the ball down like they did in college and the other team gets it. I think that what I'm worried about with some of these players, they all get together. And I know on defense, it happens for sure. They get a, they get a pick, and then they run back to the end zone, to that, that fan cam. That's going to create a safety. I could really see that happening this year in, in the NFL. I know that it came out of, came out of left field. But what are your thoughts on that? You know how they they grab it and they're not touched, or they they might not get touched, and they run the other way, and then it's two points. That's an interesting. Thought. Do, do Do you think that can happen? Because I think it can. Because I think one hundred percent. It's like when point,
1: guys like celebrate and the ball gets knocked out of their you know their arms as they're, they're not noticing what's going on around it. One hundred percent.
2: Yeah. Or yeah. They, they do. They do the fumble. And well, the I, gotta say,
1: yeah. I gotta say. I gotta say. Unless it ends a game, I'm a little bit over this running it into the frigging end zone all the time. That's, um, what, that's what I'm saying. We talked about this about six, seven months ago. Um, unless it's like a pick six, if you get an interception, celebrate on the field. You don't have to run it
2: all the way to the other. Like That's my biggest yeah. fear. And, and Stacey Lynn says that it can happen. Like if you get an interception, you're not touched and you, you get your whole crew down the other opposite end and then the ref goes... Well, you know, safety, like, I can see it happening this year because uh, these these players have big egos, big personalities, and I just think it, it's an opportunity that, that these players need to play to the whistle and um, they need to rally around the football like they did on the James Harrison pick six and play until the whistle's over. All right. I got a fun one for you, right? The
1: NFL doesn't want – like, they're trying to limit collisions, right? And if you take the, the onside kick, you take it from – like closer into your you know into your half right what if they did i don't know this came up back this came up a few years ago when i was talking with a bunch of mates about the nfl right we said what if you put you kicked it off from the 55 yard line or the 60 yard line right you know when you do like a kickoff right and if you get the ball through the posts you get one point right you know like since you know what would usually be a touchback right so if you're kicking off if I'm chris boswell I can choose to take the kickoff, They take it further back, but if you kick it off that kickoff through the uprights in the middle of the uprights, you get one point. Imagine if they change that.
2: If they did that, right? What are the chances of the that the player could do it every single time? Because wouldn't you just? That's get the point. One point. You could. You could. Uh, I don't like but changing the rules. But if you, the, but
1: too too but much if you miss, if you miss, take it from the the team that you're kicking off to gets the ball from the halfway line. But imagine, right, imagine like fourth quarter, instead of going to overtime, you take that
2: risk. Uh, it's, it would start to turn into a bit of NBA when near the last one minute takes about 50 minutes to finish. Well, though, I wasn't a fan it.
1: of it. I wasn't a fan <laughs> of it. But it was a, it was an interesting discussion.
2: Yeah. But, Stacey Lynn is on it again. That would be a bad idea. I know. I don't think it's a <laughs> good idea either. I'm just saying. <laughs> she's, she's very blunt about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, uh, it. it might all run together like the biscuits. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> uh, yeah, that's not, that's not good. But uh, look, I think that wraps up Steelers. Touch down under for this week. I'm Matt Peverell with Marky D. The Hall of Fame game is right around the corner. For all your Steelers needs, Behind the Steel Curtain is your one-stop shop, whether it's BehindTheSteelCurtain.com or it's our podcast, whether it's our audio shows. You know, it's – you know, we've got it all, everything black and gold. As always, Mark, go Steelers. Man, you always got a delay. <laughs> <laughs>